Does your Facebook on your uh, laptop suck? Uh, more so than it always has. I don't know. It just seems like it's running like really bad lately. I don't really log into Facebook except to do like, the top tens and stuff. Like, I've really been trying to limit my time. Loser. Answer, dude. I mean, it's just, it's, it's awful. It's terrible. It's horrible. It's there's so much negativity and bullshit. Ah, thought what you make of it. It's all negativity and bullshit. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> well, anyway, the laptop version sucks. First act. It's funky. Oh, should I keep this going? Now it gets funky. Oh, it gets funky, funky, man. There's four parts to it. Oh, God. Okay, well, if anybody was ever curious why I pick all the music on the show. He cut the best part. <laughs> yes. Now, that is a true American classic. All right, ready? That's going to be that's going to be in your head all day, man. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I know a witty man. The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. This is your United States of America.
This is Hitting the Marks, a podcast that's got topics for days, and it'll leave you in a haze. Hosted by two mother that like to talk about everything. News, sports, politics, pro wrestling, people jumping off buildings, taco shops, top ten lists, and more. It's got one guy who likes to get high on a lot of grass, and the other guy who got shot in the ass. And now, here's your host of the Hitting the Marks podcast, Jargo and RBV. Thanks, MSG. Hello, ladies and gaijin. Welcome to an all-new edition of Hitting the Marks Podcast with Jargo and RBV, recorded Friday, July 2nd, 2021, almost live from the 203, brought to you by our friends over at JustCBDStore.com. Use our promo code HTM to get 20% off. Presented by the HTM Podcast Network online, HittingTheMarks.com, powered by the Hami Media Group. I am your host for the day, Mr. J, Dr. Jargo. Welcome in my tag team partner. He's the man, the myth, the legend. He's the weenie man. He is the real RBV. Rick, welcome back to your show. Yep, thank you, Jargo. The, the art of the beat of the beat. Richard Bronson, Vickery. Uh, and I got to say, I'm super, super. Man, we, we are off to a tremendous start here. Super stoked for this one, brother. Uh, happy birthday. Hey, you got to think, man. This is this is your first show of 42 in my last show of 41. Yeah, for those who don't know, my birthday is the 2nd of July. Huckleberry's is the 3rd of July. So uh, we're kind of bridging the gap here, burning the candle at both ends, 41 and 42. I get to be the, your, your senior correspondent for the day. Uh, Rick, our, our, our second show this week, and uh, the first show back, pe- people got pretty good reviews like people were really really happy to hear me like scream and yell about stuff so i went through and i tried to find some stuff to scream and yell about today and man i gotta i gotta i gotta mourn all of our friends in ohio i'm coming for you because i've got some ohio news today i got some clips there's something going on in the state of ohio i'm, I'm gonna need you all to explain to me well you, you know anything going down here and it, you know we are the heartland the heart of America right here in the great state of the OHIO. So, you know, anything that's happening, uh, I am sure it was is with uh, tremendous intention and it will only mean prosperous roads ahead uh, for the United States. Uh, but before we jump into the headlines, and I know we, you know, from hell, po- politics to, to sports and pretty much how they all blur the lines, we got a lot to talk, talk about, but you know, one of, the, one of the highlights, you know, when we reformat it was our weekend update. Uh, I, I want to take some time and uh, kind of review our years. Uh, as we said, your your first show of 42, my last of 41. You know, a lot of people, they look at that benchmark of that 40 years of life. I, I think it, and that 41 for both of us has been a hell of a, a hell of a ride. So many developments, I mean, highs and lows. I mean, hell, you, you brag about the new studio. That's actually surrounded by a brand new house for the Jarko <laughs> family. Uh, but hell, you know, outside of, you know, the, the whole world dealing with Corona, hell, you there in Iowa, you dealt with, what, six, six weeks, eight weeks uh, of a natural disaster where you didn't even have full utilities and uh, the family getting through that and trying to get the kids through everything with school. Uh, been a hell of a year, man. It has been a hell of a year. Um, of course, uh, you, you you speak of the derecho, and uh, yeah, we went like six weeks without you know pretty much anything. Uh, if you've been listening to us for a while, you also know that my sister lost her house 
Got to watch her house go up in flames three different times. Uh, they actually broke ground this week. They are they are building a whole new house. Awesome. Um, so the the basement is getting poured, uh, the, and things are full speed ahead out at the uh, the Hans clan. Went out and saw the the sister and her mess of freaking kids, her five boys, uh, all playing baseball this week. So, uh, yeah, it was a good time. I should send you a, a picture of Finn, the, the littlest one, because he got a hold of a catcher's helmet, and he was running around with that on all day. And it was like one of those full-on hockey helmets. You know what I mean? So it's it's absolutely adorable. I'll have to send you over that picture. What about you, man? What did you have going on this week? Anything? Uh, you, you know, the usual and busy, busy, busy. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, everybody gets excited, you know, a little bit for their birthday week, but more so for me, uh, it's, it's one of my bigger weeks for podcasting. It's hot dog week, man. Getting geared up, had a, a great sit down last night with Red Rob on the retro rewind. And we talked, uh, every, a little bit of everything, the history of hot dogs. We went about an hour. I felt like I could have gone two, three hours. Uh, of course that's getting geared up. For this Sunday, 4th of July, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, of course, on the HMG platforms over on YouTube. We're going to be going live with that watch along and uh, hopefully just bringing you one of the most entertaining food foodie commentary spectacles uh, that, that you're going to witness me and Rad Rob kicking in on that thing. So I'm really looking forward to it. And what, hey, yeah. Aside from your Cincinnati chili bullshit, right? What what do you put on a regular hot dog? Like if it's not if it's not you know the Cincinnati chili dog, right? Like you go to the ballpark, you get a hot dog because let's face it, ballpark hot dogs are the best hot dogs. Oh yeah, it, it, you know it's they go hand in hand, hot dogs and baseball. You know a tremendous slice of Americana. There there is also the crappy gas station hot dog, right? I, I love those too. I am a big fan of the crappy gas station hot dog. I got to tell you. You know, I absolutely. I love I love those two. Anywhere I can get a dog. We covered all of that. You know, if, if you want to pick that up, that's going to be available over on the uh, Hameen Media Group. Uh, what is that? What is it? Podbean. Which way does Podbean go? Is it Hameen Media Group dot Podbean dot com? OK, so I couldn't remember if it was Podbean first, but yeah, that's going to be available this weekend for download or you can go get it or get the video format over on Hami Media Group YouTube. But we talk everything there about how you prepare them to the way that you prefer them, uh, all the toppings. What was great because, you know, over on social media, we put out a couple of threads generating some conversation about if you had three toppings, you know, how do you like your dog? And also in the live chat, everybody that joined us was tremendous. They're throwing out, you know, their favorites, their dislikes. I got to tell you what I realized in there, Jargo. Uh, I like them all. I don't think I turned down anyone's suggestions. They all looked really good to me. And what's cool about the hot dogs is you look at like other, uh, you know, of those staples in America, culinary American, you know, are, are what we really look towards when we think of about America, what we enjoy. You have those those big national names, you know, a McDonald's, a Pizza Hut Domino's, uh, you know, KFC. You never really saw anyone emerge like that in hot dogs because they're so regional. Every little borough, neighborhood, they have their own flavors, their unique spin on them. Uh, so, you know, yeah, of course, here in Cincinnati, we top our dog Cincinnati style. You got the Cincinnati chili. You got the, the diced onions, little, you know, mustard on there, yellow mustard, some finely shredded uh, cheese there. Uh, you can't beat it. But anywhere else I go, man, I, I love the styles. You go down south, man, put some coleslaw on there, maybe some crushed up barbecue chips. 
uh, if they come steamed, if they come grilled, campfired, whatever. But I will say, my you know, my favorite preparation is deep fried. I love me a ripper. Those are damn good things. Uh, now, if we're just talking dog, man, very basic. If I'm at the gas station, some uh, yellow mustard on there. And I'll go with, if they got the fresh station or I got somewhere, I like to put the uh, diced onion on there as well. But hell, even the onion in the packet, man, beggars can't be choosers. We're we're talking dogs, the food of the people. You you take it any way you can and any way you can get it. They're always, they're always freaking delicious. Uh, Always incredible, my friend. Jugger had to step out here for a minute, so I'm just going to continue talking about hot dogs uh, to keep you guys going. Again, you know, we're, we're just gearing up for the 4th of July watch along. You're going to go with, with Rad Robin and myself live over on the Humming Media Group YouTube. We're going to be getting going about 11.45 a.m. Eastern as ESPN coverage gets going at noon on Sunday. ESPN uh, coverage. Like, that just sounds ridiculous, dude. Hey, it... it it is a dude. Here's what you got here. I mean, you you've got WrestleMania, you got the World Series, you got the Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, <laughs> the Stanley Cup. It is all rolled into one. That it has become that grand of a spectacle, man. And, and people look forward to it. it. It's it goes hand in hand with the celebration of America. Like I said, it, the hot dog is probably the number one culinary American icon. Here's one for you. Let's see if you like this. Rick, I'm out at the ballpark, and I'm a little bit hungry. I go up to the concession stand, and I order a hot dog. What do you suppose I put on that hot dog? You. Mustard. I don't put anything on my hot dog. I'll just eat I was gonna. I was going to go with nothing, <laughs> but I thought maybe I thought maybe you go because, you know, uh, I do go ketchup. Like when I'm at home, I'll put like ketchup on my hot dog, but that's it. That is probably the one topping that I wouldn't deal with is ketchup. I'm just not a ketchup guy. The problem is whenever you have somebody else do it, they like smother the damn thing in ketchup. I don't, I don't, I don't, I I, want to eat a hot dog. I don't want to eat a ketchup dog. Well, no, usually at the ballpark, they got you their own dispenser. You go over and take care of that yourself. Now, if, if I'm going down to Great American Ballpark, and believe me, it's, it's one of those, God, when you when you walk through any any of those gates at the ballpark. It's Cincinnati you, you get, for those that, that don't keep up. Okay, well. You, Not everybody you get, knows what the name of the stadium is. Well, it's the Great American Ballpark. <laughs> it's not like it's Yankee Stadium. Oh, okay, if I'm up, if I'm up there, progressive up in Cleveland, wherever I'm at, one of the great American, you know, the great Ohio ballparks here. But when you go in there, you, you get that smell of the grass, man. Yeah, the, the the smells of the stadium, the peanuts, the the grass, and then you get the the stale beer that you gotta have at, at twelve dollars a pop. But then you then you get a whiff of that dog, man. You, you gotta go over, get yourself a stadium dog. There, what I'm gonna do in the stadium. I'm loading that bad boy. Uh, I'm going to get some uh, some mustard on there, yellow mustard. I'm okay with the spicy stuff, the fancy stuff, but give me the traditional yellow. I want kraut. I want peppers. Load that bad boy up. Extra onion. We are good to go. Heartburn. I've, I've got enough that has fallen off in the boat that they have packed this thing into. I've got two meals. Now, when you go and you get a crappy gas station hot dog, you put anything on that? I'm okay with the packets. Now, you see, some of these gas stations are getting fancy where they got, like, fresh topping bars. But if we're just going, like, to the, the old Circle K, you got it. Might be, it's probably been on yeah, the roller for three days. You got a roller grill. 
Yep. yep. You got the you got the roller grill, the bun warmer right there under it in in the bags that may or may not have buns in it. I I am a fan of uh, you go with the mustard again. I'll do mustard on there. Hey, I, I'm not afraid, man. I'll get the I'll get the squeezed out onion packet in the in the squeeze out relish. Y'all got a you got come and go out there. Uh, n- it's a gas not station. A, I was gonna say not as a gas station. Yeah, the, I like to call it the jizz and split, um, but it's actually called come and go. I wasn't sure how regional that was. Great crappy gas station hot dogs. Great, just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you're right. They got the whole like topping bar and shit. It's crazy, crazy. Well, now that now that we've wasted, you know. 20 minutes talking about freaking hot dogs. I guess uh, we, we, we can talk about, you know, the important things going on in the news, like uh, Bill Cosby's hot dog. Uh, Rick, it, it seems like there's one of two stories is the lead story on every newscast that I have seen over the course of the last week. And they're both outrage stories. Bill Cosby being released from prison and Britney Spears and this whole case that's going on with her and her father that's all anybody's talking about it doesn't matter if it's cnn if it's fox news if it's msnbc if it's cbs if it's nbc if it's abc on down the line hell even newsmax is leading with fucking bill cosby rick what is going on that we should be paying attention to that they are trying to cover with this bill cosby story because that's very much the way that it feels to me at this point I want to say what isn't going on that we should be paying attention to over anything going on with Brittany and Bill Cosby. Yeah, it is. It's mind blowing what, you know, how this is dominating our media news cycles right now. And I got to be honest with you. I checked it out in passing, you know, when, when each of the stories kind of broke there and I haven't given it much consideration since. Right. Yeah. Um, our, our friend John Enright, of course, works with um, battered women, domestic assault violence. And, and he brought up a point that I guess I hadn't even necessarily thought about, about how many people are going to report now that this case is getting all this press and whatnot. And it's like, but John, the problem is this trial should have never happened. Bill Cosby should have never been put on trial for this. He should have never been sentenced for this. Like this entire thing was just a sham. There, there's two very different ways to look at it, but really the people that are getting screwed here are the victims themselves. And nobody is talking about that. It's more so about the legal system. And I, I don't understand why people are so up in arms about Bill Cosby being released from prison when he was sentenced to three to 10 years, he served three years and they let him out. And then they also realized, oh yeah, he should have never been there to begin with because of this deal that he had with the prosecution where that basically said, if you will tell us what happened, we won't prosecute you for this, but we, we need the information for the civil trial. And Bill Cosby was like, okay. And so he told them what happened and then they, freaking charged him for it and you can't do that that's the legal system does not work that way off of that premise alone bill cosby's trial should have never happened he should have never been sentenced he should have never went to prison this all should have been handled in civil court 
Instead, we got the criminal court case. But still, he served three years of his three to 10 year sentence. He was going to get out at some point. Like, I don't understand why this is such a story. And that's the part that makes me feel like, okay, what else is going on that I should be paying attention to? Because this is just a bullshit story. Well, it, it, you, see, you see this outrage, which really just stems, as you said there, Jogger, from a complete misunderstanding. And it shows how easy that so many in our society can be manipulated by this media. You're, you, as you lay it out there, I mean, people are sitting there realistically thinking that he is going to be put away in like solitary confinement to the days that he dies. Not that was it. never the case, oh. as you said. It is, it's plainly, it was always there the entire time. And I'm surprised, you know, that more people didn't even, you know, take the, the system to test that why is he even being charged here? There was an agreement in place, right or wrong. If you disagree with that, that is still, that's the facts of the situation. It's what happened inside the system. Yep. It, it's just, it, that one just absolutely baffles me. And then there's this Britney Spears case with the, the whole hashtag free Britney thing. And Rick, are you keeping up with this Britney Spears thing? I, I imagine that you are because this is terrible reality television. That's what it is, except they're just airing it on a news network. I have to imagine that you are all over this Britney Spears story. I, I, I'm going to have to disappoint you, man. Uh, like like I said, these two headlines here, I, I've been trying to deep dive, go really behind the scenes to see what the hell else is going on. Oh, I can't uh, wait for the Britney movie because, you know, Lifetime is already positioning themselves. Ooh, yes, They'll get yes, like uh, Reese Witherspoon to play Britney Spears and like, oh, yeah, this will be a huge hit for Lifetime. Well, I wonder if Britney could just play herself. Uh, only if her dad lets her. Yeah. Uh, what's up with Brittany's little sister? She could play her. Hey, there you go. They're, they do look shockingly alike. This story, and, and she's got some acting chops. She had that Nickelodeon show. This show, it, it, it just won't go away. This whole free Britney thing. And the, the reason I kind of group these two together is this is again about process. This is again about the legal system and how the legal system works. Britney Spears talked the other day for like 22 minutes. You know what she did not say at any given moment in time over the course of those 22 minutes? That she wanted to be released from her conservatorship with her father. She never said that. That was the entire point. But she never said, you have to make your case to the judge. And if you don't even tell the judge what it is that you're trying to do, the judge is not going to grant your request. It's just, that's not the way the system works. And it, it's just, the whole situation is ridiculous. Of course, Brittany should be let out of the conservatorship. Of course, she's a 40 year old woman. If she wants to get knocked up and get married again, more freaking power to her. I don't care. It's Britney fucking Spears. I I just, she needs to, you know, hit this baby one more time because she completely missed the mark the first go round. All she did, she won the court of public opinion. Congratulations. That gets you dick. You have to convince the judge. And if you don't even tell the judge what it is, you're going to try to convince them of. 
you're not going to win. She's pretty simple. Clear cut. I mean, it's just absolutely insane to me. In the meantime, a couple other news stories that you may have heard about, but probably not. Um, the Supreme Court said, hey, Arizona, your, your new voting laws, thumbs up. We're not going to do anything about that. Everything you did is completely in line with the Constitution. You're not discriminating against any people of any color or any class. The rules are the same for absolutely everybody. Good on you. This is good to go. Rick, this is going to be a big deal because now there is precedent. And so now everything that's going on in Georgia, everything that's going to be going on in Texas, it's going on nationwide. There is now precedent in the United States versus Arizona. All these cases are going to get tossed just because of the precedent. Yeah, and that's, and that's really all you need is you, you, I don't want to go as far as hell. Maybe you open that Pandora's box or, you know, you, you open that pathway uh, and you see that snowball kind of, you know, it starts picking up that steam and it's going to collect everything around it. You, you just need that one. This is probably the biggest story that nobody is paying attention to right now, mostly because people just don't understand it. Rick, you talk all the time. We need to reform the education system. Maybe we should teach people how the system actually works so that we don't have somebody like Britney Spears talking for 22 minutes and never telling a judge what it is that she wants to do. Well, I think that's, that's that might be at the core of it. I don't say reform. It's it's burn it down and redesign. And, and maybe that's at the very core of that. You start teaching people essentially how systems work in, you know, it's, Again, it goes back to that dirty D word. No, not Democrats. It's deserve because deserve is taken on this, this notion that you are entitled. So when you feel that you're entitled, then you truly believe that the, the public court of opinion and your personal feelings and how you weigh in on an issue, that that's the, uh, the end all be all, the, the holy defecto of the of the situation but that's not the case my friends and again get outside your own damn bubble uh the reality of the situation is not not do we believe me we don't we really don't care about you the system doesn't care about you as a collective and they sure as hell don't care about you as an individual but you know what the system does care about protecting the system that's all that the system really cares about did you see Nancy Pelosi is putting together a commission to figure out what happened during the events of the January 6th insurrection? She's like started naming people for this commission now. And yet, here, okay, so again, you got your fear tactics. Oh, you want to uh, talk it, about fear <laughs> tactics, dude. This is directly from the memo. This is directly from the desk of Nancy Pelosi. She says that the committee will, and I quote, investigate and report upon the facts and causes of the terrorist mob attack on the United States Capitol on January 6th, 2021. It will also be charged with reporting its findings, conclusions, and recommendations for preventing future attacks, end quote. Terrorist 
mob attack. She knows there's video of this, right? Terrorist mob? The dude in the fucking Viking helmet? Terrorist mob? Dude, you want to talk about fear tactics. 101 from Skeletor herself, Nancy Pelosi. Hey, hey, if there's anyone that knows the shill game, you know, it, it, it's me. That's what it is. When you write this narrative, I mean, go wow. go back there, you know, go back, scroll a little bit back and, and re-listen to what Jargo said there and close your eyes and just kind of, it paints that picture though. They do a tremendous job of, I mean, God, that's like something straight out of like a horror flick right there. Wow. She's got better writers than the WWE. Wow. Dr. Seuss has better writers than WWE. That's true. But- that's true. Uh, but again, is we're talking about a system and reform of the education. How how do you even get there when there's a system that doesn't want you anywhere near that? And, and that is continue having you like a puppy dog running around chasing your own damn tail here. And, and that's that's their directive. That is the way that they're pushing pushing these items here. Uh, you sit there and play the. Not only where you, you play the blame game, but when you're chasing that tail, you get so damn dizzy you don't even know which direction you're going in. You you want to hear the other hilarious part? This is going to be a nonpartisan commission. It's it's going to be. Bipartisan. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. You, you know who the first Republican that she named is? Liz Cheney, one of the only Republicans to vote for the impeachment of Donald Trump. But that's it's okay because you know the Democrats. You know they, Adam Schiff is on this fucking committee. This is basically the impeachment committee. Of the, the the same people who ran the impeachment of Donald Trump, they're gonna lead this fucking committee. I can't wait to hear this. This is gonna be my God. Get the Hollywood writers ready. I can't wait to see the picture that Liz Cheney and Adam Schiff paint of the events of January 6th. Maybe we can talk about grandma wandering around the Capitol building looking at stuff. I mean, I, I, I've never seen a terrorist mob that only walks between the ropes. Like, Jesus Christ. Hey, well, that's what you do, man. The unexpected. <laughs> Expect the unexpected. Yeah. Big, Big Brother returns July 7th, only on CBS. You'll never see this coming. <laughs> uh, you like bad reality TV. Are you a Big Brother fan? I, I like awesomely bad. But no, I, I am not a big brother. I, I know it's got a tremendous following. Uh, some of our uh, great friends in the uh, the Hameen army, they are all about it. They have shifted their attentions to the big brother house over, over wrestling. We hear about it during all the damn live discussions. It's better but... pro wrestling than pro wrestling is right now. There's I, more never... drama in an episode of big brother. I don't know why, like for the, for the major, for the major networks, with their reality-based programs, I've never really got invested into those. Uh, the Big Brother, I don't know if I've ever seen an episode, very little that I see anything of Survivor. And hell, that was wow, uh, that ran really? for like 50 seasons, didn't it? So for somehow. I think it's still running. They, right. It normally starts up again after Big Brother. But they, 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 they like just three seasons in a year? Yeah, they just but they had to take like 18 months off or something like that for COVID. You think that would be like the idea of time for COVID? Get yourself isolated on an island away from everyone, right? Yeah, no. Uh, or, or that could have been the theme of one: put you, a bunch of people on the island, and the last one with COVID wins. Speaking of reality TV, um, one of one of my favorite TV shows is Hell's Kitchen. 
Hell's Kitchen is back for for its 20th season, I believe it is. And they're all like young people, like, you know, early 20s. And Gordon is just like destroying these people. But I'm watching this, right? And it's oh, I might a, have to tune into that one. I, there's got to be some nice mental breakdowns. Oh, man. I mean, Gordon Ramsay just lets into these people. The, the best one ever, he asks this chick, what are you? And she says, I'm an idiot sandwich. <laughs> like, just fucking great. Great stuff. I love me some Hell's Kitchen. But I, I'm watching this show, right? And it's an hour-long show once a week. And they go through like a week's worth of the competition inside of that hour. The way that these shows are edited and the music that they add to the shows, that's what actually makes them worth watching, right? Is it's The editors are the people that are really deserve all the awards for these shows. I want them to rename reality television with this in mind. I want to now call it unscripted drama. It's not reality TV. There is so much editing done to these shows. There's no freaking reality to no, it. No, Anybody dude. who watches Big Brother After Dark knows how boring that freaking house is. And then they edit like a week's worth of this stuff to make it an a entertaining one hour show. I This is unscripted drama. That's what it is. It's actuality. I think it was uh, either Discovery or, or A A and E that dubbed it that actuality, actual television, actuality. So you know it, it's that, action with reality. And that sounds like have... something they'll add to the end of LBGTQPPIIXYZ. A actuality. Is that gender forty two? <laughs> Just gonna let that one simmer for a second. Wow, I could take that in a lot of different directions. Did you ever read Hitchhiker's Guide? No. No? Then you would know that 42 is the answer to everything. See, I'm older and I'm wiser than you. Oh, okay. <laughs> How old are you, Rick? I am the answer to everything. I was going to just go with Jackie Robinson. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one, too. But you'll probably get accused of cultural appropriation there. Of course, I'm sure I'm racist because, you know, only like, you know, 38% of African-Americans have read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So that would make me racist because I've read Hitchhiker's Guide. So, you know, clearly that's the logic some of these people use for this shit. My God, I saw I saw African-American women die 41% more often than Caucasian women from breast cancer. Clearly. Breast cancer is racist. No, I mean, you make that leap there, the, the, the medical system. I mean, it's just... It is playing favoritism, correct? Oh, God, don't let Stacey Abrams hear that, man. We'll, we'll be revamping the entire Georgia hospital system. No, we got everywhere here. Uh, it is the medical care. It's actually employment rates because those, you know, those employers that offer health insurance are more likely to hire white women over minorities. So thus the minorities are not given the opportunity for proper care. And then when they, you know, even before they get to the hospital, they're being cut short. You know, unfortunately, that's not then it true. goes at education levels because they're not given they're not afforded the opportunity to have the learning to get to the level of experience or knowledge to get a job with insurance before they go to the hospital and get screwed simply because of the. The color of the skin. You know what? I, I I hear this all the time, regardless of the occupation, you know, that 
Caucasian people are more likely to get hired for this job than an African-American or a Latino. And it's like bull fucking shit. I mean, affirmative action has been around since the fucking 60s. Everybody has to fill their goddamn diversity quota. Like, that is just not true that a Caucasian is more likely to get hired. We actually have more hoops that we have to jump through because of the affirmative action bullshit. And now they're trying to add critical race theory to that as well. So don't give me that fucking bullshit because that's all it is, is fucking bullshit. A-Track Brown, I'm talking to you, directly. Yeah, it's bullshit. But you know, I and, and I'm sure A-Track Brown will be interested in this next story um, because it is here. Rick, it has is, is finally arrived. There is a new social media network, and it is being launched not directly by Donald Trump, but by one of his advisors, Jason Miller is the guy's name. Getter. G-E-T-T-R. Getter is what it's called. And all of your right-wing friends will be over there spewing QAnon nonsense within the day, I'm quite sure. We got to take a break. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> insert, you can edit that. Insert intermission. <laughs> Welcome to Intermission. Yeah, Intermission. Good intermission, man. Uh, yeah. It was urgent. It was urgent. So Jason Miller, former advisor to, well, I guess it may even be a current advisor to former President Trump, launching his own social media network, and it is called Getter, G-E-T-T-R. And Rick, this is launching on Sunday. For those not keeping along, that happens to be the 4th of July. Very, very strategically well done, as well as uh, this press release. Like, this dude might have been the writer for Donald Trump, right? This ties in directly with Independence Day. Independent from social media monopolies, independent from cancel culture, embracing free speech, our launch on Sunday is very much intentional. We believe that there needs to be a new social media platform that really defends free speech and one that doesn't deep platform for political beliefs. This is a challenge to social media monopolies. Now, this is where things get very, very interesting to me. Getter is going to allow users to post messages with up to 777 characters. You can insert your conspiracy horseman plug here. Post videos up to three minutes long and edit videos within the app. Users can also import their tweets from Twitter. Now, this is the part that's interesting to me. You can import these tweets so that your hard work, creativity, and your intellectual property comes with you. This is a one-time option upon creating a Getter account. When asked if he is concerned about a potential legal challenge from Twitter, 
Miller said that he is prepared. Rick, I want you to pay very close attention to this because this is the paragraph that intrigues me the most. They are not publishers. They can't have it both ways. You can't say we have a publishing exemption, but you can't do anything with your own intellectual property. The rules are very clear. You own your tweets and your posts. Rick, I don't think this is set up to be a challenge to Facebook. I don't think this is set up to be a challenge from Twitter. I think they want Twitter to file a lawsuit here so that they can go after these publishing rights in Section 230. This is some clickbait. This is hardcore clickbait. They they are they are stepping into the ring here, hoping that these other platforms are going to engage in this fight and try to come out swinging. Yep. And it seems that they have got their ducks in a line here. They've got the pond full where they can absorb the blow, and they're going to turn it around right back into their face. And really, that paragraph right there sets it off, Jargo. You are exactly right. This is what these other platforms have been kind of standing by to silence the the Trump campaign, the the Trumpsters, that movement, if you will, or really anybody opposed to the agendas that they are getting paid to push. They want Twitter to file that lawsuit. They want this to go to court so they can take away Section 230. That's what this is all about. I'm very interested in this story. You would think this would be everywhere. You know what? I th- I really think the the beauty the beauty in this strategy here from if this be the the tr- team Trump, uh, if this be from you know just overall the right or whatever the source really is supporting this, I think they knew in the strategy that your major news outlets would want to keep this quiet, thinking that people would flock to the to this new platform. That's not necessarily the case. They're just going to need a small portion. They're going to need a little bit of those people implementing these tools that are laid out for them before you see, you know, Zuck and Twitter try to come in and put their foot down and say, no, you're not leeching off of our properties, our platforms. And then, boom, we go inside to what we've been talking about all day, the system. Yep. Once you get this to play inside to the system, the way this is set up, and it seems that they are ready to go checkmate Trump train here. Yeah, I'm interested to follow this story. It almost makes me want to get a getter account just to to follow now, the story. Now, I, I was, you know, it, as you as you were kind of introducing us to the, the platform, the press release, what they have in store there. I, I'm kind of thinking to myself, okay. You know, this is maybe the the early groundwork, getting things kind of rolling in the right direction for the Trump media platforms that, that we've been regularly been reporting on that have been rumored for so long now. Think about the marketing on this thing. I don't think there's really that much of intention to it. A getter. What, what was the spelling on that? G-E-T-T-R. Okay. Because remember, I mean, to me, I mean... Just inside that name itself, uh, not very appealing. It's it's the the getter name. I'm I'm guessing that's how it's pronounced. I don't know, but it is basically a hyphenation for getting together. So right, getter. Right, I I, I get that there. Uh, but I mean, you go back and look at like when they went with Parlor, 
I mean, how many people were going there and downloading the wrong app because there's other parlor apps out there that right. do completely different things? The markability with it, I, I type in getter here, G-E-T-T-R. It, it, it barely even wants to recognize the thing. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, G-E-T-T-R, the official site. So it does bring it up. But there's other G-E-T-T-E-R apps. There's other things that come up under with the E-R. So you're going to have that kind of confusion. So, yes, I, I think overall they're masking something. This is going to be a ploy. Now, if this thing would actually take off and have great success, I'm sure, hey, that's just a bonus here. Right. But this is clickbait. This is a this is a trap to, to pull in the other social media platforms. Uh, okay. You, you want to play some hardball? We're going to turn it on you. Yeah. We're, we're going to put your own fire to your own balls. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in that one. Um, and kind of the other story that I'm following now, uh, l- earlier this week, last week, last episode, we were uh, kind of talking about the new infrastructure bills, right? And how Joe Biden had said that, you know, it, it's great that you got this one done, but I need the social justice one done too. Um, Rick, there is a new study out. This is out June 30th, 2021. The American Families Plan, right? One of the, the big parts of Joe Biden's social infrastructure bill that's priced at almost $2 trillion, $1.8 trillion. Rick, this bill, if passed, could put another $21 million Americans on welfare. 21 million Americans on government social assistance programs. And boom, there is your story, your headlines that they don't want you to hear about. 21 million and this is going back to last week's conversation where Biden is so persistent if he doesn't have exactly what he wants inside of this thing that it is immediately getting vetoed and sent back until it comes exactly the way that he is demanding it. Simply so that in all those pages buried in there, this will be the ultimate outcome. The article is available over at dailywire.com. Uh, this from the study itself. The federal government system of entitlements is the largest money shuffling machine in human history, and President Biden intends to make it even larger. For the first time in U.S. history, except possibly for the pandemic years 2020 and 2021, for which we don't yet have data, more than half of working age households would be on entitlement rolls if this plan were enacted in its current form. Two-parent households with two preschool-aged children and incomes up to $130,000 would qualify for federal cash assistance for daycare. Single parents with two preschoolers at home with an income of up to $113,000 would qualify. Some families with incomes over $200,000 would be eligible for health insurance subsidies through the federal government. Other parts of the plan, such as paid leave and free community college, have no income limits at all. Rick, this is insane. This is socialism in like its very 
definition. This is communism, really. They want to have what, 21 million Americans on welfare all in one shot. And coming out of the pandemic, there's already this many people that are used to being on government assistance. Like this is not any kind of a stretch of the imagination in any way, shape or form at this point. The problem is the price tag. The problem is the taxes that have to come with this price tag in order to pay it off. This is freaking insanity. There there never is a payoff on this. You're talking about an endless cycle that's only going to continue to grow. This is is an ultimate cancer uh, that will completely deteriorate and destroy your your American way of life. And for anybody that wants to say, you know, that, well, that's not a reputable source, Jargo. This comes from the Hoover Institute. Like, this is just insane. Absolute freaking insanity. 21 million people on welfare. And, and somehow, at least half of the country seems to think this is a good idea. That's the part that really bothers me. I mean, that's just mind-boggling, man. You just sit there and try to, you know, just wrap your mind around what the hell you've just laid out there, and that this is being hidden behind all these other false doors, hidden in plain and- sight, because they just call it social infrastructure. They don't actually get into what is in it. I mean, you go back to the famous Nancy Pelosi line: "We have to pass the bill so we can read it." No, Nancy, that's not how it works. You read the bill first, then vote for or against it. You don't cook the meal before you look at the recipe. Jesus Christ, what are they thinking? I I, I just, I don't understand it. And then like, then we can start getting into this whole transgender thing. Um, and, and in a weird way, this story is kind of related to it. Um, New Jersey, because I know we have listeners in New Jersey. Um, I know this question has been asked of New Jersey many, many times throughout the course of the years. But what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, seriously, Rick, here is the headline. This is from the Western Journal. New Jersey announces it will house prison inmates... According to their gender identity. Does it go into any depth, though, about what it qualifies for how? Are you back? Hey, there you are. Yep, there you are. Yeah, like my entire connection just like went dead. I was going to say, uh, oh, so, okay. So with the Jersey issue here before the break, uh, maybe, maybe they know they're listening in on us. I don't know. They, they don't want us to touch this one, but, uh, questions though with, with this, I mean, as does it go into any detail about the qualifications for identification? Is it, does it have to show that you have been into a transition period for so long into a lifestyle, part of that community or is this open enrollment so that anyone can freely move about as they choose or you know they feel they they 
going to be okay. You can't just suddenly uh, T-bone. You can't just wake up one day and, and say you're queen bone and head on over to the ladies section. I will look into this further um, because the the headline is absolutely insane. But I guess at you know at its core there, why Give is there a need? No, why here, is there a need here for here this restructuring? Go. Here you go. Given the settlement, it's not hard to imagine that men who now commit serious crimes in New Jersey, atrocities that previously would have seen them doing hard time, deciding to embrace lip gloss and change their names to sound more feminine just to win a transfer to a women's prison. What could possibly go wrong? I still would rather I, – I, I'm going to look into this myself too because, you know, going on the article, they might have their spin and you want to paint that picture as well because we're painting pictures on both sides here. You, you, would, you would hope that those officials there in that area would have enough sense to foresee all, uh, all of the headaches and hurdles and ultimately just devastating troubles they're going to run into. Well, you would think so, but it's New Jersey. I mean, it's New Jersey. I, I guess, you know, again, for me, the, the the biggest question is outside of, okay, how are you going to structure this? What precautions do you have in place? Uh, how are, you know, how is your monitoring of this system going to work? Is it going to have extensive, you know, like psychological studies, um, interview the process and all that? Very simple. Why? Why is there a need for this? Because of a lawsuit. Well, That's what well, it was all because of. It was all because of a lawsuit. Okay, so for a single lawsuit here, maybe a little collective agreement, which, again, is absolute BS inside of itself. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we've got to remove this here. We are talking about a criminal system where we are looking to put away some very dangerous beings, uh, in a sense. And I just, maybe this might not have a blanket answer. What might work, you know, at a very low crime level, people that are just in, you know, the community lock up for like a 30, 60 day stay. Uh, but across this board, I mean, you're talking serious offenders here. We need to stop stop playing to their, their wants and their needs and what uh, certain people on the outside, inside this legal system simply looking to make their buck. They don't believe in this shit. They just realize they can expose it. And you get these, these bleeding heart liberals and even on the other side, people that are afraid to be labeled anything that are that are giving into these situations. Yeah. Some of these things are just getting absolutely insane. And then I saw one in Ohio. So I, I have to ask you. I, I know this. we have got a we have got a bunch of stuff going on right now. Um, the Save Women's Sports Act. Uh, there is an amendment that they were trying to add to the name image likeness bill for the state of Ohio. Uh, this was introduced in February and was debated just over the last couple of days. Uh, to catch people up who may not know what is going on, the name image likeness bill is this new thing going on with the NCAA that is allowing collegiate athletes to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. This is being handled by the state governments, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. 
Um, and you, you know, you you know how you take a terrible idea and make it even worse. It, right. Let's have fifty of them. Let's have fifty terrible ideas all at the same time. That creates an uneven playing field for individual schools, right? I mean, because that's clearly what is going to happen here. This system is going to get worked like you ain't never seen it worked before. Uh, the, to me, this was the death of the NCAA, this this name, image, likeness bill. You know, what gets me is, you know, people, again, you're looking at this thing on the surface and, you know, people, oh, good, finally, you know, you got these these institutes, these universities that have been making millions to billions off of these student athletes for so long. And by, boy, I, in no way am I trying to defend the universities or the colleges because, A, outside of what they've been doing in sports, we can go all day with the problems of what they have done to our society. I, they're one of the ultimate evils that we have going on and they pretty much have used amateur athletics as a financial laundering, you know, form for themselves. Uh, but for those people, you get down to the very core, the basics, the, those that love college athletics and what it means to our society, you are opening a door that will completely, completely destroy that. And I know it seems very simple. Oh, you know what they produce for the universities, what they do for these advertisers, what they do for these networks, that they should be compensated in some way. I'm not exactly sure that's that that's true, but when you do allow that to begin, you are talking about the ultimate corruption. And where do you again for this thing? Where do you even jump in at? You're you're going to have your Title Nine involvement here. You're, you're going to have. Well, I mean. Do, have you have you actually looked at this thing from the NCAA? Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and right now it's 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 ever evolving. They're changing things every day. They're trying to work their way out of this thing to cover their asses. There there are two things that really stand out to me as I look through this thing. All state laws and NCAA rules allow athletes to hire professional help in the form of lawyers, agents tax professionals, and others. That means they can bring in agents. Once you start bringing agents into this thing, that's it because the agents are going to dictate where the kid is going to go to school, how much money the kid is going to make while he's at school, and don't think that some of these kids, like the starting quarterback for the University of Alabama, dude, that, that, that kid could make, 150 million dollars in four years and that sounds like an insane number but here's the, the the biggest cherry on top of the fuckosity that is this pie known as the name image likeness thing the ncaa does not have any rules that restrict boosters from paying athletes as long as those payments are not directly for their athletic performance or to inducement of recruiting purposes. So that what means else, what else would they be for? So that means if we're having a booster meeting over at Billionaire X's house in Atlanta, the starting quarterback for the University of Georgia was invited to come and speak for 15 minutes. He walked out with $3 million. That, that, that was his fee for coming and speaking for 15 minutes. And the NCAA has no problem with that.
Are you freaking kidding me? Say goodnight, Cinderella. It is over. It's just all these schools are going to have to pick. Do we want to win at basketball? Do we want to win at football? Do we want to win at baseball? Like, what do we want to be known for? That That's all, you know, that's complex enough. I mean, that is going to be detrimental. You're putting the dynamite right on the surface. What about yep. when we get to the core and you got these other sports? Okay, well, it, it, it's not fair that, you know, that the basketball, the Duke basketball program is getting these funds, let's say, from Nike. Why isn't the girls' swim team? Where's uh-huh. their allotment of this? What, you know, what is up with the, the the tennis club, the golf team? I mean, you're going to see, and then inside of that, you know, now for certain individuals, if you are of, on the football team, and let's say your average income a year is start seventy thousand dollars through through these activities here, uh, you know, the universities are going to start looking at now. They're well, we now we're going to pull scholarships funding. You know, those aren't going to be offered. And then they're going to start cutting those across the table. You're you're going to see the whole mid. We've been talking about this since this thing started right around its head, what, year and a half ago. Mid-majors are done. Yeah, totally done. Completely uh, uni- done. University of Cincinnati, good night. Your sports are gone. You're going to have clubs. Uh, that essentially is going to be what you have. You're going to have schools like Iowa they are going to struggle you're, you're going to have the practice squad for Ohio State. That's, that, that's what's going to be Cincinnati at this point. The practice squad for Ohio State. I don't think it would be that good. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it, this is this I mean, is not if, 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 even if you have a potential, if, if, they, if they have an, some sort of equal, not equal, but allowed distribution for a program, uh, and you could start at UC or go make $20,000 third string at Ohio State. That's true. And I That's think what true. you're really what you're really going to see and and you're right and you, the big money's going to be in the in the major college sports, obviously football and basketball. And you're going to have schools now firmly deciding which direction are we going. I wouldn't be surprised if you see some of these schools abandon those other programs to solely well, focus on it is so funny. Like when I see the video packages that they run with this, they're showing like women's field hockey highlights and like swimming highlights. And it's like, that shit ain't happening, man. They ain't going to be making shit. They're, they're trying to make you feel good that everyone's going to benefit from this thing across the board. That's not going to happen at all. And what you're going to see, you're going to see programs falling to the wayside. And eventually you're going to see more of a pro structure where you're going to have 32 powerhouse football teams in college, and that's all we're going to talk about. And the pressure on those kids. I mean, we see it in the NFL. It takes a certain breed of human being to be a starting quarterback in the NFL because if things aren't going well, you have to talk to the owner, right? Hey, hey, what about the trickle-down effect? What does this do to the NFL? Yeah. Well, if you're uh, – let's let's say here, you're, you're Trevor Lawrence – And you're at Clemson. You still have two more years. You're staying. And you can get that money. You're going to, you're going to be on a rush to get to Jacksonville. Right. Some of these kids, like, you know, the starting quarterback for a a school like an Alabama, a school like Clemson, USC, they may make more money in four years at USC than they ever see in the NFL. Look at Christian Ponder, right? 
I mean, like USC is winning Rose Bowls with Christian Ponder as their starting quarterback. How do you work out for the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, you know, you I'm know? thinking about you know some of those big names because the games are so different. The dynamics yeah. to them. Vince Young. Uh, Vince Young. I, that was the name. That Texas. was the name I was going to go with. Think and and now you now that you have these that you can strategize this thing. You bring somebody in like a Vince Young and say, "All right, dude, we're going to red. We're going to pay you the same amount. We're going to redshirt you your freshman. We're going to get you five years out of this, dude. Five years, twenty five million dollars. Be the starting yep. quarterback for the Texas Longhorns. You bet. Yep. There you go. And, and like you said. Not just agents, because these agents are lawyers. Fuck yes, and, and they are. And, 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 and the good ones are. The, they're probably one of the worst kinds of lawyers because they really uh, are going to manipulate you and they know how to work these systems. And this is one of those things. People get excited on the surface. This isn't going to go well all around. No. You're, you're looking at the beginning of the end of collegiate sports as you know it. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely and, agree. And now, and when you begin to muddy the waters, and yes, it's no secret that this has been going on, but it's behind closed doors. Now that you're going to go to the very forefront of it, you're ki- you're killing the pure dynamic, the the magic that, that pulled people to your sports, to your games. It, it, it's, it's an amateur activity. You are a student athlete, and now you're putting a tremendous divide through there. And I think you're going to feel backlash from – from the consumer, from the fan base as well. And I think a lot of these college kids are going to get really depressed because I'm hearing a lot of these college kids talking on Twitter about how you know, we're launching our brand on Thursday. As soon as this becomes live, they think they're way more over than, than they, they really are because it's- you're not the brand kid. The brand is still the name on the front of the jersey in college sports. You're only God, there for four man. goddamn years. Talking this out with you, this is going to be such a disaster. Uh, you're right. You know, the name, you know, the Ohio State rolls on. With or without yeah. you. How, how, many, how many talents with promise have come through an Ohio State, uh, a Florida State, an Alabama that we've only had, you know, to be forgotten within a year or two after you leave or, you know, a year when they go get that next national championship or make that run. And there's going to be so many vultures out there. And I, I love how you put out there people that they think they're more over than they're over. And, and we get to see it firsthand in what we're doing with our brand management yeah. and how difficult it is itself. And and you have to look for very small benchmarks to to really you know look at where you are for your success, and, and look at your achievements. You don't boom ever overnight, you know. Uh, you think people are just going to come flocking because you put a service out there? There's there's thousands of others just like you that that are going to be competing for this thing. We're talking about kids as well. Still talking about kids. We're talking about the the agents that are vultures. We're going to end up with a bunch of Britney Spears situations. Yeah. The parents that are going to be trying to manipulate, to try to handle these things. And in many cases, they're going to be less educated on how to get out there and fully use these tools of social media and marketing and means of growing a brand than the actual kids are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see a positive to this. I really don't. As I look at the, the bigger picture. And the, the funniest part of this whole NIL thing to me was Reggie Bush. Did you see what Reggie Bush did? I didn't see his part on this. Reggie Bush wants his Heisman back 
And he wants all of his records reinstated at USC. Because this is exactly what Reggie Bush got in trouble for. Like, uh, I think he's got a point. Well, he has a point, but that the law is the law, period. If you break the law, you go to jail. If they change the law, they don't let your ass out of jail because you still broke the fucking law. It was still illegal. It was still against <laughs> like, the law. It was illegal when you did it. You broke a rule. Live with it. I think this is more uh, Reggie Bush. Actually, a, a smart move by Reggie Bush. When's the last time you talked about Reggie Bush? <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. I was always a big <laughs> Reggie Bush fan. I, I always enjoyed me some Reggie Bush. Like I, I liked Reggie Bush, man. I, I did like him. Man, that USC versus Texas. That rivalry. That time. Mm, that shit was hot. Good stuff. So let's go back to Ohio. Because this is some of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard, right? So attached to the Ohio-specific name, image, and likeness bill, they want to add the Save Women Sports Act. This was introduced in February. So this Jenna Powell, who is a, a representative for the state of Ohio, is up and she's presenting this. This is the state Congress. This isn't even like federal stuff, right? She gets up there and starts talking. The Safe Women's Sports Act is a fairness issue for women to be able to achieve their dreams in athletics in our state. And it's crucial for preserving women's rights and the integrity of women's and girls' sports. Across our country, female athletes are currently losing scholarships, opportunities, medals, education, and training opportunities. All of this is true. We've documented all of this, right? At this point, the Democrats in the Ohio Congress start pounding on their desks and booing this lady like she's a fucking third grade teacher telling kids that, you know, recess is over. Did you hear anything about this in the great state of OHIO? Because this shit is ridiculous, dude. Well, it's. It, what, did you expect anything more from uh, from that side there? But yes, I, I did see this thing. I, I thought this is. I thought this was going to be one of the numbers of ways you were going to go because th- there is some hot button issues going on here in the state. Uh, I was completely taken by this thing that they, they get this reaction, especially from the Democratic side. <laughs> I mean, they threw a temper tantrum inside of the Ohio Congress. I mean, I read this article and I was like, that's pretty funny, right? And then I saw this video, right? I'm I'm, going to play a minute of this. The chair has the amendment. The amendment appears to be in order. The representative may proceed. Wonderful. The Save Women's Sports Act is a fairness issue for women to be able to achieve their dreams and athletics in our state. And it's crucial to preserving women's rights and the integrity of women's and girls' sports. Across our country, female athletes are currently losing scholarships, opportunities, medals, education, and training opportunities. This amendment will require schools that are part of the OHSAA to designate separate teams for participants of the biological sex. No school school inter-
Interscholastic Conference or organization that regulates interscholastics shall permit biological males to participate on athletic teams. They are throwing a temper tantrum. Designated only for biological female participants. Like, what the fuck is going on there, man? I, you know, there's, there's idiots there. I, I just, I don't even, I don't even understand the reasoning behind it. I just, what, what is, what is she saying that is so outrageous that would incite such a reaction? And, and the, the thing that really bothers me is your governor out there. Uh, he's, dude, we got problems for days with, uh, with DeWine. And instead of DeWine, like you know, stepping in and actually trying to solve this situation, he's putting it on the state Congress to come up with a solution to this and basically send it to his desk so he can sign it, whatever that solution may be. He he is so fragile right now. He is so beaten and broken for how he is, especially. And I know this is state to state, but you know, just that I get to see this firsthand. I'm inside the uh, the Buckeye bubble here. Uh, but he has just taking been taken to the woodshed on how he has handled, you know, our state regulations and restrictions under the shutdown, and completely. And it's again, this has happened across across the country, but damn near destroying so much of our economy. I'm I'm just I'm baffled by this whole thing. Like it wasn't that long that DeWine was like talked very very highly about, like a potential vice presidential kind of person. What the fuck happened? Like he just completely caved to like social pressure and 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 this leftist he bullshit. Yeah, I, and he he went from as you know a, a, a you know what they thought was kind of a proud representative of the Republican Party and for a long time core Ohio beliefs and completely folded and just flip flopped on so many positions and went to the other side and and really you know it. it Small businesses suffered, uh, your your true blue buck eyes, and he abandoned all that just for small pockets of the cities, and it, it's turned on him here. And I, I think it's it's a situation that he's just reeling. He has lost his head is spinning. Uh, he's just trying to grab some kind of control or momentum and direction. It's just absolutely crazy to me. Of course, this is all mostly, well, not all, but mostly about this transgender issue and trying to define it when it comes to saving girls sports because we're seeing this incredible trend of you know the the B plus male athlete suddenly comes out as transgender and suddenly wants to play women's sports Rick we, we currently have nine transgenders that either have or are attempting to qualify for Olympic competition this year. Uh, of course, there's the weightlifter from New Zealand. Um, that's the one that caught all of the, the big press. Laurel Hubbard, I believe, is their name. Um, the, the thing that's crazy about this, and we talked about this off air, my opinion on this has changed a little bit. Because as we were researching this, we found out that the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, has been putting protocols in place for this situation 
since 2003. They actually instituted those protocols in 2015. So, I mean, the IOC is way ahead of the game on this thing. They have clearly defined prerequisites and testing laid out for this entire situation. If you meet those qualifications, I have a hard time saying no, because it seems pretty damn well thought out and researched and and put into application here. This is another, you know, you read a headline and people react and it, you know, that was what we, you know, we didn't react right away. Our first thing was, okay, what is the protocol? You know, we can see the individual countries, you know, you can qualify for a national team. Okay. But where does the IOC come into this thing? What, what are they saying? Do they have a plan going forward? And as you said, Jargo, we did a little research. Damn, you know, before you panic, before you go off, off the deep end there, uh, hit the Google machine. It's real easy to use there. Do a little research. Don't go to the first links. You got to you gotta dig a little bit. Uh, but we found out, as you said there, they saw this coming. This is probably one of the few things you can say that they have gotten right. They saw this coming a mile away. And you're right. It's hard to argue. They, they know where your level should be. They have the testing in place. And I actually saw this morning that one of the potential transgenders that was trying to qualify for Tokyo has been disqualified because her testosterone level was too high. Yes. I mean, like they're pretty strict on this. So, I mean, like this is one of those, like you can disagree with the principle, but when you look at how they have this laid out, it's like, okay, we can change how you have this laid out. We can discuss this, but like the IOC did a great job of putting this thing together. Like th- there's not a whole lot of holes to punch in this thing other than principle. You know, it's, it's just kind of funny. Do you, could you ever see to a point where we get to, you have this, this great debate, this back and forth. Uh, if it's, you know, the Democrats beating on a table because you're talking about women's rights for sports and is it, we're talking about it on a, on a global scale, the Olympics uh, of how you define male and women. Could you just get to a point where, yeah, you don't have women's track. You have track testosterone. No, you have testosterone. Oh God. Don't give them uh, ideas, man. Sub sub level track and a testosterone plus level track it reminds me like in in drag racing you know down at edgewater it, you got a four tenth tree and a five tenth tree that separate your divisions <laughs> so i mean could you get i mean is that where the involvement is is that where we are heading towards when we're talking about athletics it seems insane but you know i it also seeming insane to me is they're trying to push the term birth giver instead of mom Like, really? Because, you know, just because you gave birth doesn't make you a mother. Okay. Uh, And it's like, wow. Birth birth giver, I mean, it, 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 see, that's what I'm going with here. Is it one of those cases? I mean, it's almost with the getter where, okay, we're going to use your own, we're going to throw you, we're going to own your, use your own movement and your own motives and agendas against you here. Once, once we let them strip labels away, what do they have? Because then all you have is science, math, and facts. Right. Then they have nothing to stand on. Okay, birth giver, right? Well, it's scientific that you need a sperm and an egg. <laughs> right? So technically at those levels there, you're a birth giver. I'm a birth giver. 
So now the woman or mother that would be, it isn't her simple choice for an abortion. It, oh, it's the birth God. giver. So you'd have to consult both birth givers, correct? Yeah, you would think. You would think. <sighs> Since people seem to think that I only tear apart left-wing media, I got a right-wing one for you. As I, I, I got a right. Well, I got a right-wing rant too. Before we get out of here, as as I was researching for today's show, I came across an article on Breitbart. Right, and this fucking website is the old, the old cowboy. It's this website's just awful, just awful. But here is an actual paragraph from a Breitbart article on this transgender issue. You ready for this? Previously, there has been at least one athlete. Caitlyn Jenner, who came out publicly as trans after competing in the Olympic Games. Jenner famously won the men's decathlon in 1976, comma, as a Wheaties box and reality television show. I, I saw this. I saw this. I mean, okay, the Wheaties box, sure. Like, keeping up with the Kardashians ain't been on since 1976, which is the way that this thing sounds. And furthermore, Jenner didn't even come out publicly or begin the physical transformation of this thing until 2015. She won the men's decathlon in 76. It's been that long, huh? Yeah, 2015. But I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, you, you, you make it sound like it was on Tuesday and Thursday. Step right off to the podium and into the pantyhose. Like, like, like at, at the press scrum after winning the fucking medal. You know, that's when yeah. Bruce Jenner was like, call me Caitlyn. I mean, come the fuck on. What uh, the fuck, dude? I, I tell you, I'll tell you what's been getting me with the right here, too. And it, it has to do with the, the vaccines. And you talk about turning, you, you know, what's, what's good for the goose, good for the gander, turning your own against you here. Uh, wasn't it the right? If we've made these arguments ourselves when we were talking about the fear tactics of COVID spreading and, and the death rates, and we and we said, let's talk percentages right? and, and how many school they are. Uh, let's look at the real numbers uh, instead of just the big generic scary ones. And, and that was the main you know, argument, the defense mechanism of the right. You know, sure, there's deaths, but there's only 5%, you know, less than one, whatever it might right. have been. Now they are now the right is using the yeah, but there's people getting sick from the shots. There, there's people going on right. ventilators. Uh, Let's look at the percentages of people actually having these side effects as opposed to those that are being vaccinated. Yeah, um, because I believe that the total death count, according to the VARES database, the last time I looked was right around 5000. And there's like 50 some million shots. You know what I mean? Yeah. 50 right. some million people that are fully vaccinated. You know what I mean? And again, you know, if you're going to use it on one side, don't turn and rely on it on the other side to fit your agenda. Realize what you're doing. Oh, I That man, I should have ripped the clip. I can't believe I forgot to rip this clip. Did you see it, this? It's more of the teacher, 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 teacher. Billy's running, you know, bullshit. Oh, well, this one's even worse than that. The Democrats are now accusing the Republicans of defunding the police. <laughs> Did you see this fucking shit? 
Oh my God. Yeah. If they don't pass this, you know, economic bill that includes like all this money for police departments, well, that they're, de- they're defunding the police. The right's the one that wants to defund the police. It was like, you fucking assholes. Are you fucking it's, shitting me? It's funny how, you know, when we switch, it's, we, now we get, we jump into these shows. We have no idea where we're going to go. Jargo pulls some headlines. <laughs> I have no idea what we're going to talk about. So it's, you know, turn on the news and try to read anything and everything. Oh. But how things always come back to each other, kind of full circle. Uh, it's the puppy dog chasing the tail. Now, now, now the people pushing the agendas, driving the bullshit trains, don't even know what direction they're going in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what, what are those stupid uh, roundabout? We, we are in this terrible roundabout with no way out. I'm going to call it Dayton, Ohio. Well, and you know, the, the sports world isn't any better, dude. The sports world's no better. Did you see the, the, the Pat Beverly thing with Chris Paul where he just walks up and pushes him in the freaking back? Yes. Okay. Today, like this morning, he tweeted Chris Paul an apology. My emotions got the better of me, man. You know, congratulations on making the finals. And like, everything's cool, right? Because you tweeted one of like the top five point guards of all time after basically assaulting him on a basketball court. You know what? I could see the frustrations. You got King flop over there. Oh yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I get it. No, you know what but, you do in that case. Cause we've been there in that heat of the battle there. You've taken a shot. I mean, you get to that boiling point at sometimes. And now here's what I get. You don't go to Twitter. At least he didn't use emojis in this thing. Uh, he just lost his emotions. You, you man up and talk to the guy face to face and go on about your damn business. And then there was people actually defending Patrick Beverly in this situation. I'm just like, wait, what? Are you yeah. insane? I, you had a chance to go face to face with him. That's when you should have done it. Not when his back was turned on you. You know, like if I'm Chris Paul, I'd tweet back at him. Yeah, fam, we're cool. See you next season. You know, like and then like game one, I just come out and like deck the guy. So what? You get suspended for five games. It's an 82 game season. Whatever. You're Chris fucking Paul. Don't take that shit. What would Rodman do, Chris Paul? More so, oh. if I'm Chris Paul, I'm chewing my teammates' no, no. ass. No. Like, where the fuck were you guys at? I don't care where you're at your bowling point. You would have done that to Rodman. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, or you would have been meeting up. There wouldn't have been no Twitter exchange. There wouldn't have been no apologies. There would have been meeting up in the tunnel after after the game, and you settle it there. And then Rodman would probably say, hey, let's go get it. Let's go get a, uh, a whiskey and have a cigar. I can't believe, like, nobody from the Phoenix Suns walked over and decked Patrick Beverly. Like, I was very, very surprised. What, like, a full-on freaking riot okay, didn't break what if, out. What if that had been, you know, in, in Paul's place, what if that had been uh, Kid or Marley and Barkley had seen that? Right. Well, what if you would have done that to Jordan and Rodman saw it? I mean, like, what what are you doing? You would have oh, done that to hey, Larry no, Bird and Kevin McHale would have saw it. You think nothing? You think the shit wouldn't have went down? You, you, what if you would you would have done that to Man. Jordan? Uh, you would have had the city of Chicago <laughs> raining down. Dude, on you know what? You could have done that to Steve Kerr and Rodman would have whipped your ass. 
fuck. Anything else you want to talk about? I'm good, bro. I'm good, too. Uh, you got me all fired up. You know, I, I'm getting ready. It's Friday morning during a record. Uh, I've got a birthday lunch with with my aunt, who happens to be one of the most extreme liberals I know. So thanks a lot oh. for firing me up. You got to find that Ohio clip and play for it and be like, what the fuck are you people thinking? What the but fuck? She, she'll, she'll tell me that's why she moved to Kentucky. But, uh, but you know, it's actually surprising. Like her and I are such like extreme sides of things. But we can actually have simple conversations because we'll sit and listen to one another about it, and you know, and she she'll she'll tell me all about her thing. The only thing that gets her upset is when I when I mention the gay mafia. <laughs> On that note, that's going to wrap things up for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Then check out the other feed that you may not be listening to, whether it be the HTM Podcast Network online, hittingthemarks.com, or the HMG, the Hameen Media Group over at hameenmediagroup.podbean.com. Be sure to visit our sponsors over at justcbdstore.com for the finest in vape and CBD edibles. Use our promo code HTM. Get 20% off. We'll be back in your ear holes next week with an all-new edition of Hitting the Marks. Find my other show, Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast over at Destino Pod as well as over at the HMG. Find me across social media platforms where I probably won't talk to you at NotJargo RBV. Let's talk readers. Well, first of all, you keep up with me, the art of the B2B across all social media. And yes, now that includes Getter. I signed up while we were on the record at the Real RBV. But ladies and gentlemen, it is Independence Day weekend, the 4th of July. Fireworks in the sky in the HOT dogs. It's about the hot dogs. Two days away, July 4th, right around noon. Noon, about 11.45 Eastern, HMG, live on YouTube, Red Rob, the art of the B2B, Richard Bronson Victory, bringing you all you need in that Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Jargo, hit the song. Weeder man, get us out of here. No, a weenie man, he owns a weenie stand. He sells most everything's from hot dogs to buns, 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 buns. Help me, I'll be in his life. I'll be his weenie wife. A dog, I love that weenie man. We're off like a prom dress. See ya! Crunch your fingers. Label me. Don't give up. You bad guy!
Violet! 